0: Hi, welcome to the Landscape of Crane's Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletti your host. There was a time, believe it or not, where if you didn't see a movie in the movie theater, you waited about a year or so in the hopes of catching it on network television. And if you missed it then, your chances are you might not ever see that film. Well, those days are long gone. Our options are limitless when it comes to how and when we see films. And an important company making that happen is the Cleveland based Gravitas Ventures. For the last 15 years, this worldwide film distributors connected filmmakers and producers with a global audience of over a billion people and had quite a bit of success doing it. We're pleased to be joined by the company's founder and CEO, Nolan Gallagher, and company president, Michael Murphy. Nolan and Michael, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having us, Dan.
0: Let me start with you, Nolan. We'll talk about the business, but I'm kind of curious about how you came into it. Were you more of a film fan and that's how you ended up in this business? How did that work?
1: Yeah, I, I grew up in, in Lakewood, Ohio, and um, you know, it was a pretty frequent movie goer as a young child and, and would go up to the Westwood town center in Rocky River which still exists and, and watch two or three movies a day and then on Tuesday mornings I would I would see how, how well the movies had grossed that that previous weekend in the arts and entertainment section of the Plain Dealer so I kind of had a, an interest in film and and, and really the, the the economics of film from an early, very early age
0: How about you Michael?
2: I cannot claim to an early uh, passion. I mean, I liked movies like other kids, but I definitely didn't take it to the extent where Nolan took it to track box office and week over week uh, gains or declines. But it was, it was probably that passion that, that got me to take a risk um, as kind of a, a second career uh, in 2007 to, to join Nolan, um, even though I didn't have a, that background or, or passion for it. I did have a passion for trying to be an entrepreneur and, and start something. And, and Nolan and I had known each other, so um, it was kind of fun to, to jump into it. And, and here we are, you know, as you say, 15 years later. So, Nolan, what was the first film that made a big impression on you?
1: Oh, the first film, you know, was probably one of my favorite films of all time, and, and, and that's Field of Dreams. And, um, you know, it, it was just such an enchanting and, and, and timeless film. Um, and, and that was one of those films that I was, you know, as a, at the time I would have been 12 years old like charting it in the Plain Dealer week over week, hoping that it would get Academy Award nominations and, and hoping the film would, would just do really well. Uh, but but that and, and other movies that followed, like Shawshank Redemption, and of course, Major League. I mean, that was, you know, by far one of the greatest movies ever made.
0: That came out uh, around that time as well. Michael, is there a movie that the rest of the world likes that you just don't get?
2: You know, I, I think I think it's probably some of the big, big Hollywood blockbuster whether it's superhero or big time action car chase, Fast and the Furious type, I'm not knocking Fast and Furious. I know that's been an extraordinarily successful franchise, and, and I would love to have that franchise and be working on distributing it. But personally, that's not my taste. But that's the kind of cool thing about Gravitas is, and I while we've got a ton of great movies that I do love and watch, um, we've been able to work on on a, a you know volume. And that's been key to our business model. And so today, you know, we now have a library of over three thousand films, um, lots of documentaries. I joke that I say we've got a documentary on almost every subject or touches on every subject at this point. You know, we release a lot of horror movies. I, I'm not a huge horror movie fan, but I can definitely appreciate good production value. I can appreciate um, great cast, great acting, great writing, and, and, and great you know uh, pedigree from from a director. And so these are the type of things that. We know as a distributor, and this has kind of been fun to learn, um, will be advantageous to the commercial outcome of that film, both for, for Gravitas and, and ultimately for our underlying f- filmmakers and producers that can bring us movies. Because you know, we really don't produce anything, so we rely on acquiring all of our product to date mostly.
0: Noel, and you worked for Comcast and Warner Brothers, helping to shape their strategies for VOD, video on demand. When we say that, do we just talking about the ability to stream something, or do rentals like a DVD fall into that category?
1: Sure. With, with video on demand, there's there's a, a lot of different uh, ways to think about it. When I started working in Comcast, this was you know really two thousand three, two thousand four. You know, companies that we associate with video on demand, like like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime or Apple, they they weren't really you know, making films available at that point in time via a streaming uh, method. So so back then it was rental. You know, it was the ability to rent a movie in your home for, for four or five dollars as an alternative uh, to going to, to Blockbuster at the time. And, and I was so fortunate. It was I was at the right place. I was at the right time. I saw that consumers were really interested and were renting at, at a very impressive clip even though it was a brand new service. And and that was what really uh, inspired me to start Gravitas Ventures
0: and and to move to Los Angeles. So you were in Los Angeles and then came back to Cleveland. Why was Cleveland the right place for to relocate Gravitas Ventures? Because you think to yourself, well, the film capital of the world is out in Hollywood and and, and then or New York. So how does it work here?
1: So, you know, it's been working out great. Um, I I started the company in, in Los Angeles in about 2006. Michael joined me shortly thereafter and the two of us, you know, really built this company uh, day in and day out. Um, at one point in time, we were working from our kitchen table, um, looking at each other. Um, and, and we would spend a lot of time just meeting with with producers um, and directors of films and, and trying to convince them that, that video on demand was going to be the future of, of how people uh, enjoy movies in their home. We would also spend a lot of our time going out and, and meeting with with cable operators like Comcast or or DirecTV was was just down the street from us. We were based in El Segundo. And and it was just a lot of in-person getting to introduce them to Gravitas, trying to explain our vision of of where we thought the business was going to go. And and we had a great run there. Uh, I lived there for 14 years, but eventually we said, you know, we're we're pretty established. We've got a great track record and, and, and a strong reputation. And we had already had um, we had a third business partner. His name's Brendan Gallagher. Uh, he's my brother, and, and he's our executive vice president and our general counsel. And, and he had had a, a small team of, of Clevelanders, many of them Cleveland State grads, who were doing great work for us for many years in, in Cleveland. And so we just decided, well, let's bring the whole company together. And, and Michael, Brendan, and I uh, ended up picking uh, an office in, in like West 29th in Detroit, there in Hinchtown. And, and we've been proud to call Cleveland. Our, our world headquarters, if you will, uh, for the last
0: uh, two plus years. Michael, take us through the process. Do, are filmmakers coming to Gravitas and saying, please distribute my film? Are you actively seeking films or is it a combination of both?
2: It's really all of the above. I, I mentioned, you know, we have historically released, um, you know, about 300 titles a year. And we probably look at about 3,000 movies a year to get our 300. And so you can imagine that it's it's us out there, um Tracking films that will be in festivals or that are in festivals and, and attending those festivals. Same with film markets. But, uh, you know, the nice thing, too, is that having done this for a while, we're on the third or fourth or fifth film of, of a producer. So there's a lot of repeat business, thankfully, too. And it goes both ways. You know, we are the distributor and we're, and we're entrusted with somebody's uh, vision and, 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 and they have put money into it. Maybe we've put money into it, too, and we've started a relationship. And, you know, when those relationships go well and the expectations are set, we're happy to take the next fill. Um, so it, it really goes both ways and, uh, and every other way in between. You know, people know you're in the business and you, you get a email. Hey, can I introduce you to this person? Can I introduce you to that person? Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll look at whatever is going on. We know what ultimately we're in a position to acquire and, and work on. And if it's not something that for us, uh, you know, we can oftentimes make a recommendation.
0: You mentioned you're attending the festivals, and I would imagine they're the big ones, South by Southwest, Tribeca, Sundance. What are some of the smaller festivals you go to where you found some really good films?
2: Uh, sure. So I, I mentioned, you know, we do a lot of documentaries, and we've gone to uh, a documentary film festival uh, called Hot Docs up in Toronto. We've gone to the Chagrin uh, Falls documentary film festival. Uh, I think we've covered True False. It's another doc festival, but there's other ones too. Fantasia Festival is, is a, a festival for... Uh, genre product whether horror or or sci-fi and probably the festival that we've acquired the most films from kind of a not you know nationally known or it's definitely nationally known but maybe not in the top flight of festivals but the cleveland film festival it's been great to acquire product out of cleveland film festival i bet you we've acquired uh you know 15 to two dozen films from cleveland over time and and one of the reasons is that we were here and, and we had great access and a great relationship with that team. And as a matter of fact, uh, Bill Gensler, who was a longtime artistic director of the festival, has recently joined us to head our acquisitions team. We're thrilled about it. You know, Bill's got an incredible work ethic. He's got great relationships, both domestically and internationally. And he's a hard worker. And He's led team. So we're thrilled to have him join. Uh, and we've known him for, for years. Um, so, uh, but yeah, there's,
0: there's lots of film festivals. We're joined today by Nolan Gallagher. He's the founder and CEO of Gravitas Ventures, as well as the company's president, Michael Murphy. They join us today for the Landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. We're, we're glad you could join us too. Nolan, do filmmakers approach you as well to say, I want you to handle the whole package for me. I, w- I want this film to start in theaters and then make it to video. Do you guys do that as well?
1: Uh, absolutely. You know, the, the term in our industry is, is that we are all rights uh, distributors, um, and, and that that's theatrical. It, it's any way that a people might rent a movie. It, it's ways that people might buy the movie, either um, still on a DVD, perhaps, or or through what's called electronic sell through through an Apple or a Google or an Amazon. But we are also licensing to to you know major uh, media companies like a Netflix, a Hulu, an HBO, Showtime, Stars, etc. Um, and we're doing that not just in North America, where, where there's you know a hundred million. Plus households, but but we're increasingly doing that on a global basis. We like to say to filmmakers, you know, we can get your your film into a billion homes, and, and it's it's very gratifying uh, when, when your film goes out in you know dozens and dozens and dozens of countries on, on day one.
0: One of the films you distributed, Mole Agent, was nominated for Academy Award for Best Documentary. Does that still carry a lot of weight with film viewers when they see that a film is a, an Academy Award a nominee? That they might be more apt to watch it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, there are, there are so many. Um, great movies made every single year i mean it's it's in the many many thousands some say 10,000 movies a year and so you know when you are one of only five films uh, oftentimes in a category uh, to be nominated and, and you know that there's been thousands of, of, of voters or, or or fellow documentarians who have given it that seal of approval um, it, it really resonates with with consumers and we certainly um, saw this, this this past spring with, with all of the you know, activity and and, and the comments online
0: um, around the mole agent. We're really proud to be a part of that film. Michael, I know you're a fan of the documentaries, as you mentioned. What about Loopers? That, that's a favorite film of yours? Uh,
2: it is a favorite film of mine uh, because it, <laughs> I was a caddy for years. And Loopers is uh, what I think is probably the best documentary out there um, about caddying and why it's special to the game of golf and why that relationship, that caddy player relationship is very unique. Um, you know, a, among v- many sports, and it, it, the film kind of comes down to it. Says what's interesting is that the caddy is, you know, the psychologist and the friend and, and the coach, but it's really it's a coach who's on the playing field with you. You know, and that and that documentary does a nice job of, of exposing that relationship through a number of different threads: female caddies, uh, international caddies, uh, professional caddies, amateur caddies, and it was also very nice because. It was um, a story here about a very special individual named Mike Kiley, who's been at Canterbury for over 50 years and has influenced me and, 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 and uh, thousands of other caddies and, and members uh, just for his love of the game of golf and his love of, of life and, and family. Um, and so that was a great story to be told. And um, it, it's done well for us. So at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's a good movie and it's a commercial movie. and Those are the, those are the most fun ones to work on.
0: Nolan, how has the industry changed when it comes to film that are going directly to video? What was the attitude when you started Gravitas in 2006? And what's it like now about people saying, let's just take this right to video?
1: Well, I think it's like, um, you know, very much the, the norm right, right now. I mean, so many large major media companies, from, from, from Netflix for, for many, many years um, to, to, to companies now like, say, HBO Max you know, they want these, these films to, to get into those homes, to get into those 100 million homes, um, to, to get people, you know, so talking about it, um, maybe at the exact same time that it's that's available in theaters, um, you know, because they think that, you know, it's a more efficient way uh, to, to get films out there, and and it drives, you know, interest in their, their particular subscription service. Um, and so, you know, as an independent, you know, we have had a, a similar mindset um, for, for well over a decade. And, and, you know, so we've been always trying to, to get films sort of in the homes. We, we oftentimes do do theatrical releases, and we're really proud of, you know, some of our recent theatrical releases. Um, but ultimately, if someone is online and, and they, they read something great, whether it be a review or, or a comment on social media, you know, our, our goal is to allow them to have, you know, six different ways uh, in their home. Or, or in theaters that they can instantly uh, enjoy that film.
0: We mentioned that there's VOD, Video On Demand. There's also PVOD, SVOD, and AVOD. Can you explain what all those letters mean?
2: Soup of, of, of letters and acronyms, right? Um, well, VOD, I think, is is people, and, and your listeners will understand, Video On Demand. Uh, so it's, it's essentially time-shifted viewing. You can watch content when you want to watch it, literally on demand. Uh, but there's different ways to monetize that that consumption of of, of viewing. Um, SVOD is, is subscription VOD. So think about it as the all-you-can-eat buffet. I spend uh, $10 a month on Netflix, and I can watch everything that Netflix is offering. Netflix is the first major subscription video-on-demand uh, player around, but you see them launching now. Disney+, Plus and Hulu, and HBO Max. Um, the... Pay networks that used to be just television, stars and epics, they have their own subscription on video on demand offerings as well. PVOD, as you mentioned, is, is premium video on demand. And the big distinction here, this is a rental, if you will, or it could be a purchase, but think of it as a rental. It's, it's occurring very early on in the film's life cycle. Sometimes and in, during the pandemic, when things were really shut down, in lieu of a theatrical. And so the idea was that this is the first time a film is is debuting, and uh, there's a premium price to pay whether you're going to buy it and go to a movie theater and pay for the ticket, or whether you're going to rent it, um, you know, through uh, your remote control or, or your phone. And then the last business model that you mentioned was AVOD, ad-sponsored video on demand. And so this is where the content's essentially free to the consumer, depending on. on be on many different platforms, whether it's Tubi or Pluto or YouTube is a great example of what AVOD is, and it's free, but you have to watch advertisements. And sometimes those ads—it's very sophisticated. They can be targeted to you, and more and more that these platforms are concerned about what is the ad experience because to keep those eyeballs there and, and not break after a commercial, um, it's you know it's kind of interesting. that I, I say what's old is new again, and you know I grew up watching television. We call it linear television. There was a channel and you had to tune in at a certain time and you had to watch advertising. And now a lot of ways you have to watch advertising again. Um, and, and something that we're excited about uh, that we have right now and, and is growing is this concept of fast channels. There's another acronym for, for your listeners, and that's free ad supported television. So this looks like the old kind of fashion cable guide. It just happens to be delivered you know, on an OTT or over the top basis. And you know, we've already launched a couple networks this way, and and, and recently uh, we partnered at, uh, or acquired, excuse me, by uh, Anthem Sports Entertainment. They have some fast networks as well, so we're we're excited about kind of really doubling down on on fast um, business models in, in twenty two and beyond. Nolan,
0: how much of your business is still done with traditional movie theaters?
1: The the movie theater business is a relatively small percentage of our revenue, and that that's historically been the case for the last sixteen years because. You know, as Michael just did a great job of outlining the different business models, you know, VOD having, you know, taken what I learned at, at Comcast has, has always been the focus. But we're really excited uh, about the theatrical business. Um, you know, the, the pandemic had, had many serious far-reaching effects on society. But, but down in our little, you know, slice of the of the business world, um, many major Hollywood studio films that were slated to go into theaters were were delayed um, into this year or even into next year, and, and that opened up uh, an opportunity for us to have a much closer relationship with the exhibition industry. And so, there's been, you know, four different films that that we've released in, in anywhere from 600 screens to to 1,500 screens um, because we knew that there was still a, a substantial audience that that wanted to be entertained uh, by our programming. Um, and so, it's 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 been. A terrific way to, to, to grow our relationships uh, with different movie theater chains. And we have our largest release going out on January uh, 22nd uh, next year. It's called The King's Daughter. It, it's a, a $40 million production um, starring um, Pierce Brosnan um, from the James Bond franchise. And it's a great family film um, that is going exclusively uh, into movie theaters for the first
0: three weeks. And so uh, we, we think audiences are really going to enjoy that one. I suppose I'd be guilty of bearing the lead by making this our final question, but you mentioned that you've been acquired by Anthem Sports and Entertainment just a couple of weeks ago. What does that sale mean for Gravitas? What will that allow you to do that you're not doing now or, or make you unable to do things you want to do?
1: Sure. I, I think, you know, at its core, Anthem, you know, likes to find audiences um, that, that, that are super interested in, in particular um, types of content. And programming, You know, our uh, focus especially happens to be independent films and, and documentaries, but, but Anthem also owns uh, wrestling promotions, female mixed martial arts promotions. Um, they own television channels uh, devoted to, to music programming, uh, as well as independent film. Um, and, and so they also want to own content and, and, and think globally. And, and, and that's the way that, that, that we like to think as well uh, Michael alluded to it we have about 3,000 movies uh, where we have long-term rights in, in North America but we also have like another thousand where we have worldwide rights and so we're gonna continue to to work hard uh, and 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 look at a lot of films every year
0: and release about a movie a day um, but we're always, you know, looking to the future. What's well, great to hear about the success of Gravitas Ventures. We're glad both of you gentlemen could join us today. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. We've been chatting with Nolan Gallagher, the founder and CEO of Gravitas Ventures, as well as the company's president, Michael Murphy. They joined us for the landscape of Cranes Cleveland podcast. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon.